I've been back from the States now for one week. I went to the U.S. to try to improve the quality of my mother's life. And I asked my sister from Kansas to come along with me. And that's what this podcast is going to be about. I've been on quarantine for about a week now, which means I have one more week for quarantine. So I'll be able to start moving around Japan or actually Tokyo July the 8th. And this week has been very interesting. First, let me tell you about the quarantine now, since that's what's on my mind right now. They call you at least once a day. First of all, you're on a two-week quarantine. They call you once a day. They send you a questionnaire that you have to fill out saying that you don't have coughs. No one in your family has a cough, cold, or high temperatures. And you have to do that every day. And they usually, for me, it's been around 11 o'clock just before noon that they call or that they send this text. And after that, then they'll call me right then or either around 2 o'clock. They've been calling me and they'll ask me if it's me and I make sure I speak only in English to make it so that I understand everything that's being said. Because a lot of times they might have someone that isn't Japanese, someone that has a very heavy accent from another country that's learned to speak Japanese. So I speak in English and make them speak to me back in English. Anyway, they'll ask me to turn on my camera so they can see me. Now, I don't know if that's so they can see my surroundings to see where I really am, or to see if it's really me on the other end of the phone. So just to let all of you know that are planning on traveling and coming back to Japan in the very near future, that's what is required of you. And the lines when you come back. I came back 5 a.m. in the morning. So that means that it was um, pretty empty. My flight was empty. There were 44 people in economy class and 11 people in business class. And it was an empty flight, basically. So anyone that wanted to, I mean, they, they gave you everything you wanted, even if you were in economy, which I was. And I could drink as much as I wanted, so therefore I didn't drink. But I was able to stretch across three seats and sleep very well for most of the flight. And once you get into Haneda, that's where it starts, where they start checking you. You go from one station, I think I went to at least five different stations. One of them where, you, where you're checked again to see if you have the coronavirus and you have to wait until they get the results, which takes about an hour or so. So on an uncrowded flight, and real early in the morning, it took me almost two hours to get out of the, out of Haneda. You have to put no less than about three apps on your phone. And if you don't have a phone, you're required to rent one. They're not letting you get away with saying that you don't have a phone and therefore they can't track you. You're required to rent one. So just to let you know, the test they gave me for my PCR test was they take your saliva. So they asked you to spit in this little test tube, and then you have to wait for your number. Now, when I went through, they weren't so coordinated on all of the different aspects of each station. So I don't think they were really informed yet. And I could see where that will cause a lot of tension with the passengers who just gotten off their flights, especially if it was a long flight, <laughs> coming into Haneda, because 
they didn't seem to be sure, the people they were helping out. And they had quite a few Chinese kids or younger, young adults helping out. And as I said before, because sometimes their Japanese isn't as clear as someone who is a native Japanese person, it's kind of hard to understand what they're saying at times. But nevertheless, I got through all of that, as you will if you decide to travel. Didn't complain, which I suggest you do not do at all. Do not complain. Try to keep a smile on your face, if at all possible. When I got through to pick up my luggage, believe it or not, they had everything already on a cart with my name on a piece of paper saying, is this Lancey Lee? And I picked up my, picked up my um, two bags, went to the custom checkout, and everything was in plastic. Every, they had plastic film in front and everything. So then I got home safely. And from the very next day, they called, or they sent the notice first. I don't know if they called or not, but I didn't respond the first day, so I don't know if that's gonna be a point against me or not, because I wasn't quite sure as to how to do it. And I wasn't sure if it was only in Japanese or English, but believe me, it comes in several different languages. You just have to click which language you prefer on your app. So that aside, let me tell you about the trip to the States. My mother lives in California. I get off the plane, my sister came a day early. So our scheme to improve the quality of my mother's life was by cleaning out her garage and making it less cluttered. But to be, I have to tell you a little bit about my mother, first of all. She keeps everything organized. Everything was neat as it was. The only thing I could say that my mother doesn't do right now, only because of her age, is dust. So I set off the first day to make sure I dusted as much as I could, and I cleaned all the windows in the house. It took me two days to do so, but I cleaned all the windows. Um, she also has what she likes to call um, a varmint problem in her backyard. She has the cutest little rabbits that come there in the backyard, and these wonderful little squirrels that I think she should name. She has lots of lizards and plenty of birds that come through her backyard. And I think that it's just really cute, but she can't stand them because they eat up all of her flowers. And she loves her flowers. And she'll do anything to get rid of these, what she calls varmints, if she could. But during the time I was there, she did no more than go outside every now and then um, to shoo them away, but basically, we stayed inside and looked at them through the windows. They were now nicely clean. And I just thought it was, it was funny. It was really, really funny. We had a lot of laughs. We had really good food. And with my mother's cooperation, we were able to clean out the garage. The first day I get there, I'm anxious to do something. And I had found out that my sister had already started organizing a lot of the things that were to be thrown away in the garage into piles. So she had that all set up. And I'd said, since she'd done that, let me start working on, which I promised my mother I'd do if possible, buying her, getting her toilets, they were a little bit higher. Because of her age, she said that the toilet seats are so, the toilets are so low that it's hard for her to get up, even with support. So she wanted to have them a little bit higher. So the next day we went to, it's called Home Depot. And we looked at the toilets, and we found one that was the highest. I think it's 
16.5 inches high, the highest they have. And after I installed it, which was a very, very easy installation, particularly if you have YouTube, she found that it still wasn't high enough and she wanted to continue to use her boosters. And I only installed one toilet, which I wasn't upset about. I didn't want to do the rest if they weren't going to work out right, but I was willing to. So the second day, Valerie and I decided to start working on cleaning out my mother's garage, which we did. And we put a few things in order, found some things that she wasn't too interested in. But it's interesting. When you start throwing away things, you always find a reason to want to keep them. So for that reason, I asked my mother to stay inside and let us just move stuff away. My sister Valerie had just gone through that with her own children, cleaning out her garage. And she told me how happy she was that her daughter came in, orchestrated everything along with her brother and cleaned out the garage. And a lot of things that my sister wanted to keep were things for her kids that they no longer wanted. So it was very interesting and that's, I took the cue from my sister as to how we should go about doing this. And my sister played a fantastic role in making sure all this got done. Without my sister Valerie, I don't know that it would have happened at all. Because lo and behold, my mother all of a sudden started to want to keep a lot of the things that I was determined to throw away. Valerie hid a lot of the things, even out of my sight, so that after things were put away, they were there to my mother's surprise and my surprise, which left my mother very happy. And I guess after the second day of things being thrown away, my mother started to come around and she really enjoyed everything that took place particularly us going to the casinos. They have a casino. I'm not sure who it's owned by, but it's about 15 minutes away from my mother's home. My mother and her 95-year-old sister, who lives very not too far away from my mother, love to play the slots. Now, along with my 95-year-old aunt, my Aunt Barbara, Uncle June, who she's married to, and he's also 95, also went with us to go to play the slots. Now I stayed close to Uncle June and my mother and Aunt Barbara didn't go far, but they went to the other slot machines to play. And everybody had a really good time. My first day, I hit, and I think I won $300 the first day I went. Now we went another two times without my Aunt Barbara and Uncle June, with just my sister and my mother. And, no, no, I think, I'm sorry, I took, we, I went twice with my, with my mother, her sister, my Aunt Barbara, and Uncle June, who, by the way, happens to be Native American Indian. And they've been married, woof, longer than I've been in Japan. So well into 50, maybe even 60, no, I would say possibly 60 years they've been married, happily married. They have two kids too, and Robin, Robin and Lydia, who have families of their own. But I believe that my Aunt Barbara raised her kids the way that my mother raised 
us. And that was basically to be fiercely independent. So none of us live close by our mothers. The closest would be Valerie, and she lives in Kansas. Then my sister Linda, who lives in New Jersey, and my brother Chuku, who lives in Brooklyn. But I believe Robin and Lydia also live outside. I know they live outside California, but I'm not sure exactly where. Anyway, forgive me. I'm talking to Barb. I'm talking to Robin and Lydia for not knowing exactly where you live. However, that was one thing. Oh, and on the third day, since I couldn't do it when I first landed in Los Angeles, I went to my father's grave. I always visit him, usually right after I land. But unfortunately, the time I landed, the um, cemetery that he's in was closed, so I had to wait. And I waited for two days before I went to go visit my father and um, clean his, his grave site. I always clean his and my uncle Walter, who's below him. I take some water and my, wife, my wife's instructions and make sure that I wash down the um, stone that's over his grave, uh, the, the plate, and I do my uncle Walter's as well. And then, as most people do when they go to the graves, they speak to their loved ones. And uh, my father and I had a very good, I had a very good conversation with him, bringing him up to date. Um, let me see, what else can I tell you about the trip? As I said, there was good food. My mother made sure that I ate well while I was there. She has these huge smoked turkey legs that are to die for. They're delicious. Then she has this ice cream that's really good. Some bread that she pulled out that was excellent. She made Skittles, which is it's prepackaged and it's like um, potatoes and some other vegetables mixed together for breakfast. And then she scrambles a leg, an egg along with them and makes me Canadian ham and made me regular bacon. And it was just delicious. It was a good trip. Valerie and I have a binge for liking to have our alcohol. So my sister's favorite or one of her favorites, I would say, is called Red Breast. It's a whiskey. I believe it's an Irish whiskey. And we found a place that had it. And we, I think we finished that bottle that night. And that was one of the nights I stayed in my mother's home. Because actually I stayed in a hotel not far from there only because I had business to take care of and I didn't want to disturb them while I was getting up at different times in the morning while they might still be sleeping. But I did spend two nights of the 12 days that I was there at my mother's place. Um, as I said, cleaning out the garage was one thing we did and my mother could not stop praising our, our efforts to, to improve the quality of her life. And this is something that we're gonna continue to do well into her triple digits, I'm sure. My mother is the one that some of you may remember from some of the posts I put on Facebook. She's the one that came here on her 91st birthday to celebrate her 91st birthday with me and my family here in Japan. And the second day she was here, 
we went bowling. My mother's an avid bowler and really is disappointed that she hasn't been able to go bowling for since the beginning of this corona outbreak. So it's been a, a little over a year and a half now that she's been without bowling and she's not sure if she can pick up the ball now. But when she did come here on her 91st birthday, believe it or not, without me giving her any points or anything, she beat me the first game, to my surprise. And she was not beside herself. She beat me by one point. But as she said, a win is a win. And she did beat me. And I was just so pleased at how she handled herself to be 91 years old. And even now at 92, she is so active, so involved, so witty. Um, the toy she bought had both of us almost in tears and laughter because she gets such a kick out of it. It's a toy that, here, just look. Do it again, do it again. What's the matter with you? My mother is a riot. She has really good jokes, a great sense of humor, obviously. There was a rabbit that was hiding in her, her, the area where she has her jacuzzi, which is right outside her home. She built another area with a, 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 a little housed area that has her jacuzzi in it. And this jacuzzi has steps that go up there and a little space between the steps and the jacuzzi. Well, my mother called me one day we were out, when we were out in the backyard and said, Lance, there's a dead rabbit in here. So I went to go look and there was a little rabbit with his head stuck behind the steps and all the rest of his body in clear sight. But this rabbit just knew, it was a little bunny, just knew that it was hiding. My mother never laughed so much. She was so surprised to see this little rabbit, <laughs> its little ears twitching, thinking it was hidden out of sight. So of course we let it go. We didn't do anything with it, we moved away. But my mother, we talked about that several times during my trip, and I think that happened maybe the third day of the trip. The squirrels in her backyard do reap havoc on her backyard, and particularly on her flowers that she loves so much. But they have a little system where one will get up high up in the trees that are next to her home and scout to make sure no one's in the backyard. And then the other ones will start to come out. And lo and behold, the rabbits start to come too. My mother just called me today and she told me to her amazement and to her delight, there hasn't been a squirrel or a rabbit in her backyard since she fortified the areas where she has screens up and, and, and keeping them from getting through the holes under the fence. She's fortified all that area since I've left and she said she hasn't seen any squirrels or rabbits. The lizards still abound. There are little lizards that run around there and of course there's birds all over the place which I think are beautiful. My aunt, my, one of my cousins at her place which isn't far from my mother's either, she has hummingbirds all over her place and it's just really beautiful. That's my cousin Charlotte. I went over to her home 
and overlooking her pool in the backyard, there were these nice trees and these hummingbirds all over the place. Anyway, oh, some of the things on the outside of my mother's home. I was told to rent a better car than I'd rented. I had an Infiniti SUV and it drove beautifully. And I was, it was a good suggestion by the Hertz rent-a-car agent that I get step up my um, rental and get a better car than I had picked out. And I was really pleased with it. I think the thing that surprised me the most, because I only see media from a viewpoint of an expat living in Japan, the people in America were so kind and so helpful in so many areas. That really came as a very pleasant surprise. Every place I went, the people had were more than willing to be helpful and were very kind. All the service people I dealt with were fantastic. I did not have one unpleasant experience while I was in the States. Um, I saw a few things that were unpleasant, but I didn't have any bad experiences. The freeways in California at certain times are packed, and they look even more so because there are six lanes of traffic. Um, I didn't have to travel in any hurry to go anywhere, so I wasn't worried too much about it, and I never got stuck in any of the traffic. And whenever we went to the casinos, we went during the week, not on the weekend, so we never ran into any real big crowds. Hmm. We went over a lot of the pictures that my mother had from other relatives that have passed, and we went through their pictures, seeing if we could identify any of them, and we had lots of laughs, and a lot of, um, in Japanese we'd say, shimijimini kangai, a lot of reflective memories about things in the past, and a lot of pleasant memories, and some surprises too, just seeing my mother when she was really young and when she was at boarding school and when she'd come back to visit, um, to see my grandmother when she was really young, to find letters that my grandmother and grandfather, my grandmother had written to my grandfather that she had saved um, during their courtship before they got married. Um, they both went to college. They both did very well in college. Um, it was a pleasant, experience all the way over and too much to tell you in one podcast, but I hope I gave you an idea of how much fun, how much joy, how much pleasure I had from visiting my mother over this holiday, if you can call it that, with COVID going. Oh, the one thing I forgot to tell you, in California, my last three days there, they said that if you had your shots, both shots already, you were able to walk around without your mask on. So I didn't wear my mask in many places on my last three days in California. But most people still wore their mask, but you didn't have to. And a lot of people were quite willingly walking around without masks. And as I said, it was a pleasant experience. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. As I always say, I have something new I'm going to add on the end this time, and it was 
said to me by my cousin, she said she's too blessed to be stressed. So I'd like to end by saying, you are too blessed to be stressed. Remember it's all on loan and continue to reach for the stars.